Okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, we needed recording. I was trying to record everything that Nikki was saying too, because she was making a lot of really good points about, you know, making sure that everything is mathematically correct too, you know. We have to make sure that everything is in the right time frame and all of that kind of stuff. And um, so first I wanted to say, uh, you know, the mission statement. We're gonna go over that a little bit. We wanted, we uh make we made a mistake forcing our children on people who didn't want them. That was the mistake. Although there was a good intention, there was a good intention that we had, what we wanted to do in view of Tulsa, in view of uh, uh, Rosewood. So we figured that, look, okay, they don't want us to have our own, then let's try to incorporate and uh, integrate into theirs. And let's try to make that acceptable so our children could get an equal education but it had a long lasting effect on our people, you know, still to this present day, making that decision had this long time effect on our people, okay? So, and so what we're trying to do, we're attempting to show the effect and how it manifests on all of our actions, even to this day. So that the bottom line is he who provides the diameter of your information controls the circumference of your activities. So we that's what we're trying to show. Now, whether we were, whether we were educated by Jews, by Catholics, by uh, Protestants, by Baptist people, by Irish people, by Italian people, all of these different people that started educating us when we went for the fight had passed down knowledge and perceptions of what we black people are and what we are not. So in other words, that's the, the struggle that we have today about unity between all of us, because you was, you was educated in the Catholic church. You was educated you know, by the Jews that were your teachers. You were educated by the Protestants. I was educated by the Baptists. Somebody else was educated. So all these different trains of thought is in our head and that's what we know. That's what we understand, that's what we believe. And so we are really strong in our own belief system. And so all the other people in, in other organizations and everything come together. We were coming together when we were segregated because we had the common thread of being educated by our own, from our own, with our own ideas, our own issues, our own history is all together. And now all of that is busted up in all different kinds of directions. You know, it's so many different directions that it is busted up into. That's why we struggle so much of being united as people today. And we're struggling trying to pull everybody. No, you're Catholic. No, they taught you wrong. No, they taught you wrong. No, you know, it's it's a real mess. Okay, so Scarlene, so, let, me, let me ask you a question because I know that me, you, and Dan touched on this. And I think what your uh, your point, what you're trying to emphasize, is why it's an, why it's important when it comes to us writing the scripting, adding us that we stay um, focused on the mission. And the reason I'm saying that is because Sister uh, Tamara, she's not aware of what we talked about. And Sister Tamara, just to kind of kind of get you updated, Sister Colleen, I'm quite sure she's going to dig into it. The brother Dan and the brother Cliff wrote 
a whole dialogue along with some other characters for tomorrow the play. Too. You know, yeah. tomorrow go too. Yeah, we, tomorrow we, too. We already we were sitting here working on incorporating what she put in there, you know? Yes. We incorporating, brother, all of y'all, we've been sitting there figuring out where's the best place to put this information, how's to how to put this information in the proper mm. timeline, in the top mm. proper circumstances that were going on at that particular time, and that fits in the best place. I kind of talked a little bit uh, uh, to Brother Danny this morning in regard to the issue of the poem that he introduced last week, which was called, um, uh, what's the poem name? Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Hold on one second. What? Is there a passcode? Yeah, there's a passcode. Wait a minute. Sister Ann's trying to get in. Hold on one second. She's going to try. She's going to get in one second. And when I click the link, it's asking for passcode. So no, she must not have it either. Oh, the passcode is 437807. You got the, the um, meeting ID number? Yeah, I got the link, the, the link that was on the writer's Brother, room. Brother Clifton. Yes, sir. Make sure I I want to give you my information. Um, I'm not sure if you're available during the week. Yes, in sir. In which we could further uh, collaborate. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I'll share my information, uh, text, call, email, whatever so that we could um, do some further collaboration. Sounds good, sir. If possible. Okay, good. Who just came in? Is that Okay. Also for you, Sister Tamara. Well, can I give you my information? Yeah. Oh, great. Right. Okay, Danny, really quick. We have, a, uh, we have someone joining us from the DC Ministry of Art and Culture Department. I believe this is Sister Angela Muhammad. I'm going to ask them to unmute. DC, yes. is this Sister Angela? Yes, it is. Oh, praise is due to Allah. So good to hear your lovely voice, Sister. Thank you for joining the group. This is my first time joining. So, Oh, praise is due to Welcome Allah. Welcome aboard. Yes, Welcome yes. Aboard. Greetings, Sister. Greetings. Greetings, Sister. Can we see you, please? Can okay. You, I'm... Yeah. I'm very briefly, I'm kind of back and forth. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Oh, in there yet? Yeah, she's oh. joining us right now. I just submitted her in. That's she. Okay, okay that goes my sister. sister. Salam alaikum. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, yes, jump you. right in there, sis. Let us hear what you got to say too. Um. Okay. Let me see. I'm a little bit out. Uh, sister Ann. She's, she's here, connecting. Right? She's connecting right now. And Sister Colleen, and for hey. the group. Hey, oh, Sister she Ann. Is. Hey, so Sister Ann. Sister Ann, thank you for, for um, getting on. Sorry we gave you the number late. Unmute, unmute Sister Ann, please. I think she's, uh, she's trying to connect right now. Okay. Okay, Sister Colleen, before you go further, um, I just want to introduce the group to Sister Angela. Uh, you will probably have to brief her of where we are right now, okay? So I don't want her to get lost uh, if we, you know, just continue to uh, just talk and pick up. But really quick, uh, uh, brothers and sisters, Sister Angela Muhammad 
If you're familiar with the uh, the uh, Me and Man Marks, the untold story, uh, she and her husband directed and produced that uh, documentary. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Where the Honorable Louis Farrakhan yeah. sat down with them one on one uh, wow. for this historic interview. Uh, she's also a director, okay, a screen director, playwright. Uh, sister has a very extensive background, and that's why I'm so pleased that our sister could join the group because she, yeah. she brings so much value, valuable expertise to the group. So we welcome you, Sister Angela. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. All right, all right. Okay, Sister Colleen and Sister Ann is on board with us, so uh, we can we can proceed. All right. Well, um, again. I don't know where I left off at. We were talking about the mission statement. We would we were saying that the mission statement um, is in reference to the idea that we made a mistake of forcing our children um, on people who didn't want them, you know, to educate our children. And although that was a good intention, but it had a long lasting effect on our people and still is. And we're attempting to show that effect, how it manifests in all of our actions and deeds and, you know, as a minister said, he who provides the diameter of your information controls the circumference of your activity. So we all, again, were educated now that, that the Brown versus the Board of Education passed through. Now we were educated by, some pe people were educated by Jews, some was by Catholic, some by Protestants, some by Baptist, Irish, Italian, all different people. So that's how we're so divided as a people because we got education from everybody's passed down knowledge and perceptions of who black people are, what we're able to do and what we're not able to do. So that's kind of putting it real in a real nutshell. That's sort of the mission statement of the um, of what the play is about, sister. And um, so what we're we're talking about is this this issue of did you send her a copy of the play, brother? Brother who? Sultan? Who who is that? Sister, um, this new sister that came in. Sister no, Angela? Sister, no, Sister Angela is joining us very for the very first time. So she's yes, she's unaware. She doesn't have the script or, or okay. anything. So okay, okay. we probably have to give her, you probably have to uh, just kind of go back and touch on what we're doing, Sister I will, Colleen. But I'm, I'm going to give her that afterwards. You know, maybe I'll connect with her to, to bring her up to speed because we got to okay. move we got to keep on moving forward. Sister, please um, be patient with us and um, try to just pick up what you can. And I'm going to go back over it so that I can clear you up on anything yeah, that might be done. I was going to ask if it's anything that's written down that you could send me and I could just kind of read up to get yes, myself up. To I will send you I don't want you all to, you know, go yeah. back just for me. Right, right. I appreciate okay. it. Now, I'm going to send you the copy of the um, script and i also send you... Now, what we're doing in our, our idea um, in the writer's role was actually to give everybody a platform in order to tell the stories that they have inside that they never brought out. And um, this story came from, from me when I was in a, a, a writing class, short. I was, wanted to be an actress, not a writer. But anyway, I have these stories inside of me. You know, I've been in the nation since 1970, so I'm a pioneer. And so I have a lot of the teachings and the lessons inside of me. And so when I went to this class, 
I wrote this story based on the ministers um, talking about our children being educated by everybody outside. So that's what the basic of the basic of the story is. And so I only had 20 minutes. I mean, I really had 10 minutes to write this story. He gave everybody 10 minutes. It was performed in a theater and mine was 20 minutes long. And when I came here to Atlanta, I wanted to stretch that story out. And so when we started the writer's row, I asked the people that wanted to join us to help me because I was in like a writer's block too at that point. So we asked everybody to, to because all of us been affected by the same exact thing, being educated outside of our own nation and our own thinking and our own background. So everybody has stories to bring in. So that's what I was asking everybody to bring in their ideas about this story. I, I got the foundation story there, which is 20 minutes. We want, it started out to be maybe two hours. Now it's gonna be a mini series. <laughs> it's gonna keep on going on because cause and effect um, has to do with all of us, everything that we do, everything that happens in our life. So this story is something that's gonna keep on going on and on and developing as we go along. Now, Brother Clinton, um, Brother Danny and Sister Tamara, all of them added into the story this week. And so the, the basis of the story now, what we're trying to do is add in um, um, bits and pieces of that. It might not be exactly how they wrote it because we have to stay on the, the pattern of the mission statement. So it might be a little bit of tweaking here and there about what they said, maybe even some of what they said, like Brother Danny gave us a lot of new characters to enter into the story. So all of those characters we want into that story somewhere, even if it's a, a different episode with the, the uh, foundation life of that person that he's talking about. But in the beginning, in this part right here, we're gonna add into those stories like Brother Clinton, um, your character, Nate, I, you know, we talked about it and we're gonna talk about it as a group. We're all gonna come to agreement on what we think is best for the whole group because it's not my story anymore, it's our story. So Brother Clinton, I think that your character, Nate, is a very excellent character, but we don't want him to be a long distant uh, relative. We want him to be one of the relatives that grew up in the house like your first cousin. You know, that's why they have that interchange between those two people, because, you know, when you grow up with your, your, your uh, brothers and I mean, your mother's sisters and brothers, your cousins are very close to you. So you talk like you want to talk to them and, you, you know, that kind of stuff. So and we decided that um, brother um, um, Danny, your your um, character, Leron, is going to be yeah. Buck Dad, is going to be Buck Daddy. Buck Daddy's his nickname. And Nate, poor boy, is your character. So y'all with that, you know, that's your real name. Your real name is Nate and your real name is Leron. But in the beginning of the story, that's the nickname that the family gave you as a family name. You know, we always call everybody somebody by their nickname. And so that puts those characters real close. Um, Leron is Nana's brother, right? Yeah. Poor, boy, poor boy and Buck Daddy are the two people that were walking by and heard the Caucasian conversation about the threat, about the threat that they were going to make. You see? So we want to put them real close up in there so that 
They were the ones that heard that conversation. They the ones that came back to the family and maybe we didn't decide one way or another, we'll all decide together whether they, they actually told that story, told that that was gonna happen. And the sister that came from the, the Eastern part, not the South, was like, eh, you know, they can't do that. This is the law, because she believes in the laws of the land. You know, she really is not so conscious as to um, the threat that she was under. Also, the, um, the husband, Brother Danny, you put in the name of the husband. I don't have it right in front of me now. But the uh, husband. Sinclair. Sinclair. Yes, sir. St. Clair was so conscious about the idea that, um, that his wife was starting some kind of trouble that might, you know, get have a, a, a grave con consequence. He knew that she was treading on some dangerous ground there. He didn't know he was going to be the one to get killed, but he knew that that what she was doing was dangerous because the white people are very vicious at that time. And you know, their white supremacy whole thing was at the top. Sister Tamara, did you see Brother Danny's um, dialogue? No. no, you didn't see it? Brother Clinton, what? did you get to see it? Did y'all see each other's dialogue? No, we did. No, we did. Okay. So we got to make sure that everybody gets that and we try to fit it into proper context. Um, Sister Tamara, one of the things you were talking about, um, the, the case of the mother coming back. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in class. You need to text me, Dre. I'm sorry. I'm hanging up. <laughs> I didn't turn it off. I'm turning it off right now. It's about me getting the kids. I'm doing two things at once. Anyway, yes. go ahead. So, so, let me interject. Yes, I still owe you a character for the granddad. I'm still working on that. Remember, you want me to do the granddaddy character? Yes. I'm still working the on granddaddy. that. Okay, the granddaddy was the, uh, the one that got lynched. The one that got lynched, right? I think so. Yeah, it's, the one, that, it's okay. the one that got lynched. Now, brother, um, brother Danny wrote. Let me see. Oh, it is. It is Saint Saint Clair, right? Saint Clair. Is it Louis? Louis, right? Louis Saint Clair or Louise? Brother Saint Danny. Saint Clair. His yes. name is Saint Clair. Okay, it's Saint Clair. Now, you know, Addie, Addie and Maddie are twins. They're two sisters. So you right now we have the children of, of Big Mama. Big Mama is the great grandmother that you just, that was, uh, that poor boy and Buck Daddy had to pick her up because the law was passed for them to be um, integrated. Y'all following me with that? I'm writing all of this down. Y'all going to get it because I'm, it's a lot of people. So it's a little bit. Don't worry, I'm gonna write it down, don't worry. I'm, I'm trying to get it together here. And hopefully Sister Angela would be able to help us with this too. Okay, so the children of Addie, which is Nana, the grandmother, is Betty Ray, also called Maddie. You got that, Danny? Yeah. Okay, also Buck Daddy, which is Leron also. That's one of her brothers. Right? Mm -hmm. And then Nate, which is poor boy. That's one of her brothers too. Okay. All right. So 
It was the twin girls. That's, okay, that's one of Betty's brothers or one of Addie's brothers. Addie and Maddie are twins. Okay. Addie and Maddie are twins. Maddie is uh, Betty Ray Johnson. Betty Ray Johnson is Maddie, right? The sister exactly. of Addie. Yeah. Okay, so you know, that's her nickname too, Maddie. So the twins were called Addie and Maddie. Those are the two twins, which is Betty and uh, Betty. Oh yeah, you can name her Betty too, right? Wait a minute, let me see. Am I getting confused a little bit? The daughter's name, I mean, the, the second generation, her name is Betty, Betty Louise. Betty Lou, okay. So if the the grandmother's sister is Betty Ray, okay, then no, I'm still confused. Hold on, and don't forget Betty Ray's husband. Oh yeah, we didn't get to him yet. <laughs> okay, I think I put a name for him, but I forgot. Yeah, you gave us a name for him. I had to turn to my notes. Yeah, but he's not he's he's not coming into into play yet. He's not coming right. to and, and don't coming. don't forget that Betty Ray has two kids. She has a daughter and she has a son. Hold on a second. Which are the cousins, the first cousins. You talking Betty. about Amos and Alice, right? Yeah, Amos and Alice. Yeah, yeah, um Elise. Elise. Elise oh, yeah. and Amos. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're not talking about them yet. We didn't even get to them yet. We're going to stick to the main characters okay. first and sort them out. We know that those characters exist. The ones that you're saying exist, those characters. But right, right. now, we're just trying to put, you know, all these first characters in place. Mm -hmm. um, Sister Tamara, we were trying to fit in the, um, the break that you put in with the... Um, when the, when the mother went out to get the lottery tickets and when she came back. So we were trying to see how we could fit that in. I already did. You didn't get it? We got you it. You didn't get my email? Yeah, I got it. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got it. But we need to know where to put it in the story that's already there. That's what I was saying. I, I, I'm confused. It's already fed in there. She put it in where she wanted to put it. Yeah, it's all in green. But I emailed it well, to you guys. Trying, we got it, sister. Tomorrow. We got it. We got oh, okay. it. Okay. Well, we were trying. Nikki, tell her what we're trying to do. Yeah. What we're trying to figure out was. So would this be before? To what, hold on. Hold on. Let her finish this. The logistics of it is that uh, that we were trying to work out just before the call started was the idea that. Um, the, the girl, Louise. You see how fast you get, you see how fast you get I confused? Know, there's so many characters. There's so many characters it's like the daughter, the girl that's talking to her grandmother. She, the way we, the way it was set up in that, uh, to set up her to have this conversation with the grandmother is kind of like she put her head down to sleep and it's kind of like maybe a dream state, sort of vision state that's going on with her and the mm -hmm. grandmother. So mm -hmm. we were discussing about how that would be affected by the mother coming back. Does she have any, I don't, in the, the, the insert that you sent, she didn't have any um, interaction with the daughter. She was just basically talking 
fussing, you know, talking about coming back to get the money. Um, and so we don't necessarily have to wake up the girl if we're, if we're doing that. But we were talking about whether maybe the grandmother whose spirit is present talking to the granddaughter, um, you know, should be watching her or acknowledging her or something like that. So we, mm. that's what we were going over. We were trying to figure out because the way we set it up is the girl had put her head down like mm -hmm. to sleep. Mm. And then she's having this experience of talking to her grandmother. So when the mother comes back in, we're trying to figure out whether or not the mother has any effect on the scene that's playing out as it is because she wouldn't be able to see the grandmother. But the girl technically was supposed to be asleep, you know? Okay. Okay. Um, it was a little bit iffy about whether she was really asleep or not, or did she, was she really communicating with her ancestor? You know, it was a little iffy there. She put her head down and then the grandmother came into play. Yeah. So, you know, if she's communicating with her grandmother on a spiritual level, nobody else would see that. So as the mother comes in from, um, you know, not having the money, not having the money with her and she's carrying on about it, the grandmother not gonna be seen anyway by the mother because she's having a spiritual relationship with her granddaughter. Mm -hmm. And she just fades a little bit in the background. So you kind of get the idea that she kind of faded away the mother, the mother who's coming in there carrying on like she carry on, you know, Sister Tamara, how you do that. Yeah, so she don't have to be asleep. <laughs> You know, yeah, she we don't just, have to be asleep, yeah, but we she were could just be. kind of discussing that, like picking that around. Is yeah. she asleep? Is she awake? What is the state of her? Because that's going to be affected by the mother coming in in the middle of this conversation that's going on. You know, mm -hmm. is the girl going to acknowledge her? Is the grandmother going to acknowledge her? You know, is she going to see the girl talking to thin air or is she just fussing and ain't paying attention to the girl at all? So, you know, we were kind of trying to, you know. Um, okay, can I interject? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. She returns from the store. She's happy. She's elated because she believes in those tickets. Those no, tickets. no, no. She didn't get the. She didn't have the money. She didn't. She didn't have the money with her when she went to buy the tickets. Oh, so she comes back. Yeah, she comes back, and she's she's like carrying on terrible, even worse than when she left. You know, okay, why, did, why she didn't have the money if she knew she was going to the store? I don't understand. Because she, hold on, hold on. Nikki wants to finish saying what she was saying. Maybe what, what you want to do is read that insert where she put it in so that people contact. Read the insert say. that sister wrote. Right. Sister, so sister, can this. you write, read it please for us? I sure can. That's, I your, sure cra can. that's your crazy character. She, <laughs> you know, she's a lunacy and we don't want to lose. And even some of the dialogue that brother that both of y'all wrote a little bit. I think, uh, Brother Clinton, I think you lost a little bit of the lunacy of this lady that you're talking to. Because right. she's really a psychotic, even when she's she- cray -cray. The, She's yeah, cray, -cray. She is cray cray to the bone. And even when she asked you, did you need psychological help? She was being sarcastic. <laughs> she didn't want to need the psychologist's help. But anyway, go ahead, sis, go ahead, read that part. Okay, so um, I'm gonna go to the part to where it says Diane is, well, it says Nana was speaking. It's a part where Nana is saying, um, no, it was worse because it was subtle and hidden, right? Something she didn't fight. 
As a child, she couldn't recognize it and the adults didn't see it. When she registered in the Newtown Elementary, the entire staff had a preconceived notion that black children were incapable of living up to the standards of the school and their beliefs were so strong that they were set on proving it. Her very first aptitude test revealed that she was beyond the normal expectations for the first grade. And even though she was only six years old, she was accused of cheating. Diane looking disgusted, what? What, what six-year-old knows how to cheat? Did she even know what cheating was? Boom. I come in. Just then, that's when I return home, upset, being accused of. Now, remember prior, I asked her to go get the tickets. So mm -hmm. earlier, I gave her the, and I said roll of money, because back then we rolled up money. But I gave her the money earlier to go get the tickets, and she didn't do it. I changed my mind and said, I'll do it my damn self. Well, listen, let's, so let's, let's I hold, went hold on, out sis. upset doing it myself. And listen. I didn't, I had a role that wasn't the right role. They thought I was cheating them. So when I, huh? Hold on. We, we were saying that when she, when she asked her daughter in the first place, did you get my tickets? She knew the daughter didn't because the money was still on the table. So, oh. she, knew, so she got a sarcastic, like, well, did you get my tickets or what? She knew already. You know that she didn't and that's why she was so angry to go get the tickets again and then she left the money and she left the money okay yeah, she left okay money. okay you got it okay. right so she comes back in she's upset she says damn damn girl i'm hot as fish grease right about now this shit getting old all my life i've been accused of cheating even when it was impossible when does this ever end girl give me my dang money oh I'm going to say, it's, oh, there it is on the counter. You from, um, and so that's not going to make sense for me to say what I said, because she didn't forget to give it to me. Well, say it anyway. Okay. <laughs> give me my damn money. Your forgetful right. black, your forgetful yeah. black ass. You forgetful right. black she ass. Anyway, she didn't. I'm going to blame her crazy. anyway, right? Yeah. Then yeah, she leaves crazy. and slams the door. Yes. Yeah, because you're crazy. You blame her anyway, even though you know it's your fault. It, okay. <laughs> You know, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> now, Brother Clinton, um, I want you to read yours too. I want you to read yours. And I, I want you to keep in mind, and you might have to just tweak it a little bit because you got to keep in mind that lady is a nut who you're talking to. Right. And that's why I was trying to figure out, you know, her, her more of her character. That's why I didn't <laughs> do the granddad because I needed more, no more of his character as well. Right. We're going to work all of that thing out about the character. Again, the grand, the grandfather was um, raised, born and raised in the South. And the grandfather absolutely understood the threat of the Caucasians were doing anything. And that's one another thing that I wanted to say in regard to Brother Danny, because Brother Danny said that the guy went into the store and the white woman thought that he was going to uh, rape her. But Ooh. black men don't think they don't, they wasn't going to think like that because white women have protection around them 24 hours a day with the white men. And the brothers knew if you do anything to one of them white women, they're going to lynch you because they've been lynching people for, forever. So she didn't have that threat. She had the power. She had the power, her white person, uh, uh, white supremacy and her white privilege had the power to know that ain't no black man gonna have a nerve to do anything to me because 
my all of my brothers are right here. Black women don't have that kind of that kind of um, um, support and that kind of protection, but the white women does. So she can't act like she thinks she was going to get raped. And again, I don't want to put anything in there with the suggestion that the black man is that way, even that they think it. She know damn well ain't no black man gonna rape her because the men all around her will tear him to pieces. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't want that part in there that kind of suggests that, you know, whether she was just lying, you know, and she was just being evil, like white women do blame, you know, black men, anything, but they manipulate our men through the threat. See, they know damn well you ain't gonna rape them because you're, you're afraid. The fear was instilled in us for hundreds of years. So you then the white women know that you ain't gonna do that. So we gotta we that has to be tweaked a little bit with that. Also, I don't wanna say, I don't wanna give it other reasons why these white people, you know, uh uh lynched the man. I don't want to, I don't want them to have any other reason other than it was a revenge because of the educational thing that was mad about that. And that was the core reason why they did it. Okay. So brother Clinton, I would like you to, to read just, I'm going to ask brother Danny to read his too, the dialogue part of what he has, you know, okay. not all the characters because the character it's a lot of characters that we didn't get to yet, but we're going to get to all of those characters and those characters will be a part of the, um, the radio theater. All, all of those characters and their issues and what came up for them and how they fit into this story and how they how everybody fits into the next part of the story. Okay, Brother Clinton, please, would you read your your um, dialogue? Right, can everybody see me? Because I had to go into my work. Can everybody see me? Yes, yes sir. Okay, okay. Added character, distant cousin, Nate retired army. Our processing at Fort Hood, Texas on August 11, 2019. Cousin Nate called Cousin Betty at 10 a.m. on August 11, 2019. Cousin Nate, darling, ring, 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 ring. Oh, no. When the hell is this cousin of mine? Damn it. I tried to call her, and she didn't pick up this damn phone. Cousin Nate hung up. Damn it. I will call her within three minutes. Cousin Nate, darling, again, ring, 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 ring. Hello, Cousin Betty. This is Cousin Nate. How are you doing everybody doing? I was calling to inform you that my time is up in the army and I'm out processing for retirement, Cousin Betty. Congratulations, Cousin Nate. We are proud of you, your accomplishment. Cousin Nate, thanks, Cousin Betty. I appreciate your kind words. Cousin Betty, I will be coming to town for two weeks and I want to share something with you that I've been thinking about. And I'm glad to be retired from this white man's army. It was hell and I have encountered institutional racism on many levels. Cousin Betty, what? Cousin Nate, what on the hell are you talking about? Are you doing, are there something happened to you in your service? Do you need any psychological help? I can't make some phone calls, Cousin Nate. I'm just sick and tired of the white people thinking that we are dumb and don't have our own mind to think for ourselves. I have seen how they treated us from the educational standpoint. And it's time for us to start teaching. Let me scroll down. 
teaching our own people. We need to have our own school to teach our people, especially our children, Cousin Betty. What in the hell are you talking about, Cousin Nate? Are you out of your damn mind? These white people are going to not go for that. You need to get your head checked and stop thinking about that nonsense, Cousin Nate. It's not nonsense, Cousin Betty. I need you to stop thinking negative about what I'm trying to do. I'm just calling to inform you about my visit. I need you to pick up me, pick up me from the airport and if I call you and then the information. But when we continue our conversation, this is when I arrive in town. Make sure you are on time, Cousin Betty. Cousin Betty, damn it, I will be on time. And don't come in town starting no trouble for my family. I'm having enough problem with Diane. What do you need? And we don't need any extra problems. Cousin Nate, what is going on with Diane? Maybe I can give her some advice. I have plenty of advice for this family and it's good advice. I just want our people to realize that we need to start something for ourselves to help our own people to get us from under this white evil devil plots and plans. We need to wake up before it's too late. Okay, Cousin Betty, I must get off the phone right now Continue my retirement all process. Goodbye. Phone hung up. Click. The next day, cousin Dale arrived at the airport. Conversation to call with cousin Betty. Cousin Nate, I see you arrived on time. If you were not here on time, I would have been mad as hell. How are you doing, cousin Betty? I'm hungry as hell. What did you cook for me to eat? Cousin Betty, oh no, I didn't, you didn't, I know you did not say that to me. Do I look like your housewife or maid? <laughs> I don't know you like that. You're just a distant cousin to me. You cook for yourself or I would take you to a restaurant. Cousin Nate, damn Cousin Betty, what is wrong with you? Do you have, did you get an attitude? Yes, I'm a distant cousin, but I'm still family. Let me get my place back. My computer just went crazy. You, uh, it just went crazy. But I'm still family. You want me to read the rest? It went crazy. You got it? Because my yeah. computer is crazy. Okay, uh, this is Cousin Nate still talking. Damn, Cousin Betty, what's wrong with you? You you don't have to get an attitude. Yes, I'm a distant cousin, but I'm still family. Do you have an attitude about what we are talking about? I'm serious about what was mentioned to you, and I don't and I don't care who get mad or who upset with me on the issue. I'm fed up with these evil white people, and I'm not here to cause problems for this family, but I'm here to cause problems for white people, and I'm not afraid. I was willing to give my life for a country that do not care about me or my family. Well, I'm able and willing to give my life for a real cause to help our people. Cousin Betty, I do not want you to cause any problems for this family. I cannot handle any more problems right now. I'm not trying to cause any problems for this family, but sometimes causing problems is how you get white people's attention. I will do whatever it takes to bring forth my intentions and ideas, of course, to the people. I would hope that you would listen, Cousin Betty, 
And even if you don't agree with what I'm saying, I just want you to listen to the solution to one of the our massive problems as our of our people. That is the miseducation and lack of education about the history of our people. These white people are not teaching our children right and they will not teach our children right. So it's up to us to do that. Now, I know cousin Betty that you're having some problems with this, but I cannot let you think, and cannot let your thinking stop me for trying to bring about a new way of thinking. Cousin Betty, well, cousin Nate, I will listen, but I cannot promise you that I will support you 100% on this. I know that white people would try to kill you if anybody of color posed a threat to the social order of things and their way of life. Even though we are distant cousins, I do not want anything to happen to you on my watch. Cousin Betty, I appreciate your listening ear and that means a lot to me. I wanna get something to eat and relax somewhat. After I relax, then we can finish our conversation. Okay, Cousin Nate, let me find a place for us to eat right now. Cousin Betty, it's your treat. And I want you to know that. Of course, Cousin Betty, I got you. Whatever you want, as long as it's not a million dollars. I'm starving and ready to eat. Okay. So that's it. Um, that's what he got so far. And um, it still needs a, a lot of tweaking. I think that, I don't know if any of y'all do this. I don't do it. Call, when you're talking to your cousin, you call him cousin Betty or cousin back and forth. Do you do that? All of y'all do that? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it oh, depends. Good. It depends, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So me and my daughter was like, well, yeah, I don't think people do that. But but sometimes I call my cousin, cuz, hey cuz, what's up? You know. But um no, okay. old, old, old school folks do that. Right. Old school yeah. do that. Yeah. Old school yeah. they do brother, the brother, brother this. people who are born in the eighties and nineties would never do it. Right. No. Okay. Okay. Well I was born in the fifties. <laughs> I was born in the fifties. We don't do that. But I'm I'm a, a North no, person, 50s you know. And 60s in you. Yeah, I was born in the 50s, but I we don't do that. But you know, I was born. Right, it depends. But if you if, if your family came from the South, it depends. Right, right. My right, family right. came from the South, some of them, and right. we still do it to this day. Okay, that's good to know. I didn't know that. So you know, it just sounded funny to us because me and Nikki, you know, are mother and daughter, so we don't we don't talk like that, but that's how. Southern people talk. That's what we need to say. We need to say it just like that, how they talk. And, but and because if, sorry, if this mm -hmm. is like radio, you know what I'm saying? Then you, mm -hmm. that would be to, to identify who is who. Do you yes. know what I'm saying? If we're going to, especially if we're doing a radio type of thing. Okay. Know? Yes. Yes. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay. So um, we're going to go over that a few times too to um, make sure that everything is in sync. I thought it was a little bit conservative. You know, brother Nate, he's conservative brother, as we already see, the poetic thinker. He's a, <laughs> he's a great writer, poetic thinker. And uh, it was a bit conservative, whereas, you know, Betty is crazy. <laughs> She's a loony. So, you know, it kind of fit in there, you know, and um, you can, you don't have that dialogue, Sister Tamara. Okay, so you're going to get that dialogue and you're going to do what you do with that dialogue. I know you know what to do with that. All right. 
Okay, brother um Danny, I would like for you no, to could I add something? Yes, sure. Please do. Let me let me just add something else about um Betty. She she may be cray cray, but she's very smart. She's very smart. Okay, because one, she has been through a whole lot in her life, period. So she has so a lot of knowledge that we may not be aware of. So she's not as crazy as we think she is. She's not crazy as in she needs to be institutionalized. She's right. not that crazy. She's smart. She's very smart. Can I can okay. I tell you about myself? Yes. Tell us, girl. Tell us. Okay, so because I done been through so much, for real, for real. Okay. I do have my little attitude. I'm still, you know what I'm saying? My life from hers, my daughter's, is like, this is how it was. Sorry about the train. But this is what I experienced, and I'm still there. And right now, today, I'm not taking no shit off of nobody. Pure mm -hmm. point blank. You know, but I can't be all, but what it is, is I, ain't, I don't hold my tongue. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't hold my tongue. I'm going to say what it is, like it is. I've been doing these lotteries. I've been paying for bills. I've been doing it my way. And it's been working right. all this time. That's why I said you're smart. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying. So about what everybody else want to be talking about. You know, I, you know, I'm a little <laughs> crazy because of what I've been through about the black right. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. That is, yep. again, my experience. That shit is real to me. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And then them accusing me as a little girl, like I said, of mm -hmm. always cheating. No, because yep. I'm smart. Because I'm smart. Right. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. They knew I was smart and articulate as a young girl. But the way I did things was just my hustle. You know? Exactly. And it may appear that I was cheating, but I wasn't cheating or certain things like that. And so in my mind, I carry that little attitude still, you know, from my experiences. Period. Right. Right. You know, that's, that's all of our story. And that's the point. The point is that all of us is a big cray cray. Look at the society that we live in and look at where, where we come to today. And every single day, like I said before, uh, yesterday I saw a, a, a video with the police, two police stopped his brother for a traffic stop and he got his hands out the window and they're screaming on him to get out the car. Well, what happens when he puts his hand in the car to open the door? He was frozen with his hands out the window. They was, they was commanding him, screaming at him with guns pointed at him on both sides. Now, he was when in he uniform. Moved, he was also in uniform. He was a vet. He was a oh, veteran. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, he was a veteran. And so was the other police. Yeah, and so, you know, it's was like- a veteran. What of this would not make any of us crazy? You put your hands inside that car and they could say you was reaching for a gun. He, he needed to tell them, you open the door if you want me to get out because I'm not moving my hands nowhere. You know, I'm not giving you the opportunity. So all of us are in this hyper state of, right. we don't know what is what is who is who is what, okay? So all of us got that. And then not only, you know, watching every day what's going on, but the, the, the illness of our people in fighting each other because we all come from different schools of thought. 
And we think that our school of thought, if your mother told you, you know, whatever she told you, that's what you believe to be the truth. And you grew up with that information and it's very hard to let go of that information. So if I tell you something different, you gonna hold on to what you think is right. Who she to tell me? How she gonna, how she, did she live my life? She don't know me. You know what I'm saying? So we go through this over and over and over again with each other. And we're so disunited because our brains have everybody's school of thought. So now we're trying to synchronize and we're trying to show this over and over again with your story, sister, with Brother Sultan's story, with Brother Clinton's story, Brother Danny's story, you know, with my story, Sister Ann's story. All of our story combined makes up what all of our people go through every single day. And so we have to dramatize that and stay on point. The point is we gave our children to somebody else to educate. And that education came from everywhere other than us. And now our kids are killing each other. They call each other bees and hoes and all kinds of nasty names and proud of it. They're getting all their body parts cut up and put something, put this and that, give me an extra this and take off an extra that. We don't have no love for ourselves. You know, we want to be something that we're not. So all of that is a combination. Them, you know, putting our brothers in jail and doing all kinds of stuff. Nikki was talking about the brother a few years ago. Wasn't it a Haitian brother? The police uh, grabbed him and they sodomized him. The police officers with a plunger, you know, with a plunger. And when he was an innocent brother. And these are the things. And also one of our brothers in the nation went out with the white boys on a, on a, on a boat and, and he was killed. So we are constantly, constantly, constantly in this, in this, in this area. And even like Nikki was saying, Nikki, I wanted you to talk to Brother Clinton, what you was saying too. But even what you were saying before about, you know, uh, I sent an article today about the school system. Did you get it, Sister Tamara? Some of our children in school, you you muted. Some of our children in school, uh, they was giving all the white kids the food and not giving the black kids the food. At the yeah. same time, they're sitting at the same table. I mean, we're still going through this kind of stuff. You know, what did the black kids, what is the psychological effect of these black children that's sitting there with no food? What, I'm less than? Why don't I get no food? Everybody got food? What is, what's going on? Why might not, I might not be good like them. They're better. They're better than me. They get the food first. All of that stuff is going on in our babies' heads, you know? And most of our oh, most of our people are not seeing it because they're not they're just not aware of all of the different intricacies. Not only that, but are they giving those children the same food that they gave those white children, or did they put the white children all the safe food over here? Now this food that you're giving the black children is to make sure they don't give birth and make sure you mess up their digestive systems or their reproduction system. Do we know? We don't know. But we have to keep it in mind. So that's why we need to educate our own children because every time we do that, and so that has to stay the main core of what we're telling our people today. That's the main core. And we have to show it over and over in different ways in the language of Sister Tamara and Brother um, uh, Nate that comes into play and all the characters that Brother Danny brings into play and the story that Sister Ann have to tell us all of us have to combine those that 
that main idea and put it in such a dramatic way that all our people is like, even the beginning of the story before y'all added everything in, when we put that story on in the theater, it was a reading in the theater, the audience was like, <gasps> you know, and that was just, they just got to drop. So I want us to really emphasize that the best we can and don't, don't steer away from the core idea, not in this part of the story. Later on, we're gonna, we're gonna put in other core ideas of what we want the message that we wanna give to our people through this, okay? Brother Danny, would I you- have a question. Would, I have a question. Yes, sir. Yes, but before, uh, I, I just have a question. Yes, sir. What could we have done as a people not to have given into these systems, what could we have done? We could have united underneath the idea. See, after they, after they made such attacks on us, like Tulsa and, and uh, Rosewood, you know, you had a small group of people that was saying, no, we have to be an independent. We have to recognize what, who they are and what they're doing. But if you're going to school someplace else, other than the group that we grew, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad came and told us that we had to build a nation of our own. We had to be independent of these people because look at what they're doing to us. And instead of us uniting with each other and want to do that, and the thing about it was with, when we tried to do it like a Tulsa and Rosewood, we didn't have no army. We didn't have no security to protect us. Right now, the brothers are, are, are uniting with each other to be the army to protect the community and the people in the nation. You go into army and you protect the United States and they come back and kick you in your butt. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So why wouldn't we have an army to protect ourselves against the things that are going on in this society against us? We had the opportunity. Malcolm X was there and he was telling us what we needed to do. But we were so scattered by the time we started being scattered in every different direction and wanting so bad to be accepted by the people that hated us. We begged them. We made them. We forced them. They did not want us. They was throwing rocks and food and cursing at our children, pulling their children out of school, doing everything in their power not to make it happen. But we kept on pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to be integrated with them instead of saying, no, okay, you know, no, 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 no. We're going to try to make ours better. When we was allowed to go into their stores and restaurants, ours closed down. Mm -hmm. And we was happy that they let us sit at the counter with them. Even though in the background, they were spitting in our food and putting poison in the food that we had to eat because we're not feeding ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're trying to feed ourselves. See that? <laughs> you see the garden? We're trying to feed ourselves because we know we can no longer depend on these people. But, you know, a lot of us, like me, I've been in the nation for 50 years. You know, some people are just coming in, some people are in and out. We're in all different levels of understanding and consciousness. We're on all different. You got to be real patient with people growing up after you because the ones in head of you got to be patient with you. Mm -hmm. And we're in all different levels. We on all now this thing with the George Floyd thing. Everybody see clearly that. I even heard last night a white woman going totally off about it because she had no clue 
that black people was telling the truth, which is a part of her white supremacy because she wasn't paying attention to what we were saying was, was happening to us. You know, she had to see it for herself to understand. And she don't even understand the depth of what it is that she saw. She saw one incident that outraged her, but she don't know that we go through that every single solitary day of our life. Right. And we better be careful. The police stop you, you better figure out what to do. So we need an army, the brothers in the FOI are an army. They need to get it together too, but they're still trying. They're working it out. They're working, they're working things out, mm -hmm. but it takes a long time. We was underneath this predicament for 400 years. So we have to be patient with our brothers. Our brothers every single day got to go out there and fight the battle of whoever they working for, whoever they doing business with, how they gonna take care of their family, how they gonna survive from day to day. And then come home and a lot of those sisters take the pressure, you know, the testosterone of your, your, your husband being out there fighting the battle and then he, he don't have no way to let that off. So he comes home to you and you're like, what, you know? And you know, we have to be real patient and we have to try to, to help our men to get through the rough stuff that they got to deal with out there and be a support to them. And it's hard sometimes, especially when they're abusive to us. You know, God put us through a lot of pain giving birth. You know, pain is gain. You know, the more we stick with our men and the more we support them and help them through what they have to go through and try to, you know, steer them in a direction that's more helpful to us as a people, you know, let them know that we love them, we care about them. That's why I don't wanna put nothing in this play about the bad thing any black man did. We see that day in, day out, day in and day out, black people ain't nothing, especially our men. We ain't showing that, you know, we the ones that take the brunt of that as black women, but we not showing that. We are gonna support our men, our men gonna be a hero, like brother Clinton that comes in, brother Nate that comes in, to straighten the mess out, you understand? So that's what we doing. Our men are going to be the heroes in this in this story. You know, that's how that's how I feel about it. I'm only one voice. I'm gonna, you know, collaborate with y'all all and try to see how we could get the best possible message that we need to get out there. Okay, everybody, with that, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Tomorrow, play that part. Sister Angela, if you see tomorrow, play that part. She, she do it. She do it justice. When I when I first saw it, when I first heard her the first time read the dialogue, I was hysterical because she was feeling my heart of what I was putting into that character. And so we all, you know, I want us all to feel every single bit of pain and anguish that our people go through over this situation and be able to articulate it to our people in such a way everybody gonna be looking at it, you know? So anybody, oh, Brother Danny, can you read uh, the dialogue that you put down to? Did we lose him? Oh, uh, we having a hard time hearing. Yeah. Brother Sultan, would you read it? Um, I don't have his uh I don't have his uh his copy pulled up. Hold on, let me see one second. One second. 
tolerate some shade and the variegated types protection from direct sun. Nikki. No, I'm I'm complaining about you not joining us over here. <laughs> Listening, I'm just you know, I'm putting these things out. We're trying to, we're trying to build a, a garden, you know, we're trying to build a bedroom in our backyard, but it's a flower bedroom. But I'm trying to put a crib, a baby crib, a, a, a regular bed, a regular queen size bed, dresser, everything like it's a bedroom, but everything is going to have flowers in it. Mm. So we've been working on that, and also the um. The platforms is going to be the decorative platforms, which I would like you all to vote on. Sultan is the only one that voted. Mm. I don't think they are. Brother Clinton, you saw my Facebook page? Yes, I did. Did you vote? You didn't vote on one of them? I didn't know I had to vote. I'll go back and take a vote. Yeah, take a vote on one of them. because I don't know anything get... about it. I would love to see it. Oh, my stars. It's on my Facebook page. Go on my oh, Facebook page. Lord. and you Are see we Facebook all... friends? Are we Facebook friends? I think so, yeah. But, you know, on the Facebook page, all of the um, people that made the designs, not there's a bunch of designs that, you know, I did. They're not in the contest. But I put them on there so y'all could see them. And then the second one, the contest is seven designs in the contest. So everybody's supposed to pick which one is the best. And when you pick that, that person is going to get the prize. Let me make sure I go and vote. Oh, we're not friends. I need to oh, add you. No, that's okay. why I don't know. I thought we was friends. I, I, we, the writer's role is the only place. Oh, okay. Okay, Sister, Sister Colleen, uh, you yes, all, I, I found brothers, um, I found what he sent. So I want to bring up the notes. And I'm gonna share this through the screen. Let's see, uh, what was it? I believe this is it. Hold on one second, one second, one second. I think this is it. Can everybody see this? You can see this? Yes, you can see it. Okay, all right. I believe this is the one. Wait a minute. Let me see if this is it. Hold on, I think that's the wrong one. Hold tight. Um, see something. Okay, we were while he's doing that, I'm just going to talk about this part. Brother Danny wrote um, the poem about uh, you, you, what you sow, you will reap. What goes around comes around. The law of cause and effect is very strict. Um, Sister Angela, the name of the play is Cause and Effect. Um, so he says, you do good and good will follow you. Once you do bad, there's no way to change the fact that bad will meet you in some form. This can be directly or indirectly. You may very well be the result of what someone else did as a cause. This is good or bad. This is a part of our who we are. Heed and proceed with caution. So he, we were talking last week about that being the first thing that we put on before, but we talked that over and decided that it wasn't the right place because it's not in the context of what it is we needed to be in in this particular play because everybody in this, all the, what we did as a people is we made a mistake, but with a good intention. The good intention was let's integrate with these white people. Let's be a part of what they're doing. This way they won't hate us and we'll, you know, grow up and be educated like they're educated 
blah, blah, blah. But because we did that with a good intention, something bad came out of what we thought was a good intention. It was a mistake that to, to do that, you know? So it's not like white people, when they started lynching and doing all these terrible things to us, they're the ones that have to worry about, you know, that type of cause and effect. Yeah, what goes around comes around. You know doggone well that y'all got something coming to you. And that's why you're giving us such a hard time now trying to kill our people, trying to kill us off because you know that you got something coming to you. You got the effect of the cause of all this, the evil and wicked stuff that you've been doing to us for the last 450 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, all right, Sister Colleen, I believe uh, I have it. Do everybody see this now? Can you see that where it says Diane? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think. This is his note. So you want me to start reading from here? Yes, I was. Um, yeah, we were looking to see what part we could add that into. But just say it. Let's just. OK. All right. So it starts off, Diane. Sorry, I was not fair skinned like my daddy, as you would love and appreciate me more. I am sun kissed black and beautiful like my grandmother. Sad is that man never loved you loved me or the ground he walked on. My dear brothers feel the division and think they are privileged because of the lack of melanin in their tone, in their skin tone. Betty, listen, girl, your hair is nappy and you have the nerve to sass me and disrespect the man that helped to bring you in this world. You might not even be his child with that dark, dark skin. I know for sure he is your daddy as you have his temperament. Diane, mommy, you just compel me to challenge many things and appreciate my divine blackness. Betty, remember, I need those tickets as you know what they have done for us in the past. If it wasn't for my winnings, your black ass would have never walked through those college doors. Diane, I thought my father helped out with my tuition and my auntie. Betty, girl, you really don't remember much. It was that scratch off that I won 10,000 on the first time that paid those fees. I also have played the numbers legal and the track for years. Diane, I do have some type of grants and scholarships. Betty, you did not get any scholarships based on something. This is the brother Dan, excuse me. Yes, brother. Brother Danny? Yeah, listen, I'm not able to log back in. Okay. Of the location where I am, the oh. system's not strong enough. Okay, okay. But what I would like to do is, if you are available later on this evening, okay, um, we talk. Okay, bring me up today. I can, I can do that. What I, what we're doing is recording the meeting, and then I'll, I'll send it to you. That way you can you can finish listening to it. But what we're covering right now is I'm reading your notes to the group. Brother Dan. 
Oh, you lost him. Okay, you just back. lost. Oh, yeah, he'll call. Okay, so um, let me see where did I leave off. Okay, so Betty, you did not get any scholarships based on something that I did, Diane. Mom, what did you do? Betty, not important right now. I need to get those scratch tickets. The issues that Betty has is the following. She was molested at the age of seven by her white teacher that she worshiped. He was so-called giving guidance on some of the paths on life she might consider. At the age of eight, she was forced, in parentheses, raped by her 16-year-old cousin. At age 10, raped by a police officer that was known as a pillar of the community. The next thing that totally traumatized her was when her father was killed by a white lynch mob. The manner in which he was murdered makes you cringe. He was hunted on the trip, shot 15 times, or just made a target, although he was dead. Burned, then dismembered, and pieces of his body was given to all of his killers. The reason the father was killed is the following reasons. He did not go to his job after working 15 years straight without vacation. His daughter Betty was very sick with smallpox. He went to a store and accidentally entered the whites only section. He was desperate uh, just, and he just wanted to pick up medicine for his dear Betty. His wife just won a case in which black kids, in parentheses, hers could attend class with white kids. While the battle was won, the war was truly lost as now her husband was killed and she did not even have a body in which to bid her last goodbye. Call okay, the fact, so, then it goes into that point. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so a lot of that, is changing the direction of the story. Again, I do not want anything in there that's saying that a black man raped her or something like that, a cousin or whatever family member. I'm not. I'm not good with that. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. and also, I do not want to change the reason why her husband was lynched. He was. They was lynched because um, his wife was boasting and bragging about the fact that she won the case in court. She won that case in court and she was walking around, yeah, 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 you know, being like big stuff because she won the case. And those white guys was like, uh-uh, we got the, like the dialogue that I had with the white guys. The dialogue last week was, here, go, here it goes, I'm gonna say it again. Bug Daddy and Poor Boy was coming home from sharecropping and passed by a black a back shed and it passed by a back shed where they overheard Billy Bob and Jimmy Ray talking. Billy Bob said, that there Negro, Negro winch carrying her black ass down to that there courthouse and charging this town for not allowing them black coon children in a white school. Jimmy Ray says, you talking about that there high yellow Negro winch belong to that there uppity black Willie D. I put Willie D, but that's not the name of him. But anyway, 
um, Billy Bob, them niggas need to be taught a lesson. Damn right. My pappy said, if you let one of them niggas get away with winning and all of them niggas will be fighting over everything. Yeah, we got to put a stop to this and we got to do it now. Time to gather up the boys, get the rope. Mm. So at that point, I think the, the poem, and I said, and I put that the poem should be in a musical song, quietly in the background, talking about what goes around, comes around, because these white boys is getting ready to do their thing. And they're doing it just because they don't want black people to be able to fight back on anything. You got to mm -hmm. keep fear in them. Keep the fear factor number one in them. Because as long as they are afraid, they're going to back down. That's why the woman, the white woman knew doggone well that them black men was going to come in that store and rape her. She's just like, nigga, get in the back door because you ain't coming through this, this door like white people, you know? The emphasis has to stay there, not take it in another direction. Oh, he didn't come to work that day. And oh, he walked in the store and he wanted to get some medicine. Uh-uh, they don't give two hoots and a holler about that. But brother Danny could come up with that feeling because in his brain, logically, logically, his thought pattern might be, oh, white people, they have to have a better reason than that to be to be killing somebody, you know, they got to have, you know, reason because, you know, he might not understand the core depth of Satan. We know Satan, right, y'all? We I know do. that Satan don't need nothing but you black and I hate you, okay? You ain't do nothing to me. You didn't do nothing, but y'all niggas got to get off of this planet, especially y'all men. You know why? because y'all got the seed to put us out of business. We don't need, we need a gun and poison to get rid of you, but all you need is your seed to get rid of us. Okay? Absolutely. Your seed wipe us off the face of the planet. So why do they have to change everybody from uh, reproducing themselves? Black man, they don't want you reproducing yourself. Mm -hmm. So we can't get it twisted and think that, you know, they don't like you because you didn't come to work. Why would he? Why would he kill somebody that he needs to come to work? The white man got you working in his cigarette uh, farm or whatever it was. Why would he need you? Why would he kill you? He needs you to come to work and do that work for little or no money. That's not logical, right? Absolutely. That's not logical. He want to kill you because number one, your wife went out there and fought a battle and won that battle and you got some seeds that his daughter and his granddaughter and his children is gonna be getting them seeds. And the whole world is gonna be churning black because y'all got the seed to make the world black and get rid of them white people. Hello? Absolutely. Bingo. Let me, let me, let me, let me, oh, let me. Nikki's saying something. Okay. Nikki's saying something. Go ahead. I was just saying that that was one of the reasons that they had would listen, they didn't want white girls in the classroom with black boys. Right. Like even in some places, I think it was in that article we saw that one of the things that they tried to do at first when they was made to integrate the school, remember the one in the school in Mississippi that just integrated like four years ago? Yeah, four years ago, they just integrated that school. 
they, one of the things that they tried early on when they were supposed to integrate the schools. Y'all can hear us? Say, yes. yes. Integrate by race, but separate by gender. So they'll say, okay, we'll have, you know, boys schools, the, the black boys and white boys go together, black girls and white girls, but they didn't want white girls in school with black boys. That exactly. Was like the straight up reason they didn't, uh, they didn't want that to happen. And we know for actual fact that for every uh, one white person born, two die. So they're in trouble and they know that they're in trouble. You know, that's where uh, that poem comes in at. So therefore, you know, we have to keep the eye on that prize about that's what it's about. You know, they don't want you reproducing yourself. They'd rather you be with a man, with man, with man, you know? They'd rather women be with women because you're not reproducing yourself. And as long as you're not doing that, that means, you know, they got to try to get rid of y'all any way they can. And that's what that vaccine is about. Y'all know it. Absolutely. So that's the thing that we have to keep on pumping that out there. You know, we got to keep on pumping that. Something else I was going to say too about that, but I forgot. Because I'm very passionate about this. You know, I'm very, very passionate about it. And I really want to make sure that we do justice. You know, be justice because we know. We've been taught by the master teacher. We've been taught by God himself. And so we have to make sure that we relay that message to our brothers and sisters and they understand it, you know? Because if, if for one second, if white people was the same as black people in their nature, there's no way that they could have done to us what they did for 400 years because we would have turned on them, but we didn't. You know, we didn't do it because we don't have the same nature as them. And just as a poodle don't have the same nature as a German shepherd or, or a pit bull, black people don't have the same nature as white people. Absolutely. You know, so we have to understand that and we have to make sure that our people know that without a shadow of a doubt and heal from, from, from it. So, you know, that was my little issue with, um, with Danny's dialogue, cause I don't want him taking it into another direction. You know, and again, like I said, a lot of our people, you know, they were taught by different schools of thought. So that's what they're thinking. Oh, you know, white people, oh, they ain't all that bad. You know, they listen, this is some good ones. The messenger said that too. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack. Why bother? That's what the messenger said, you know? So we're not, we gonna, we're not gonna look for that needle in the haystack. And even Dr. Ava, every time she does her, um, her talks on separ on separation for us being separated again. Somebody always comes up with the question: Well, are we going to let pe white people in with us? And she says, No, not at first. No way, because we got to teach ourselves first. Every time white people get into our our classrooms and our organizations and our our meetings and everything, they steer everything their way because we don't want to act like we are prejudiced and that we are racist. So we let them speak their mind and talk up and we like give them applaud when they don't deserve it, but we will do it because we don't want to be looked at like how they, they, they looked at us. And because we don't want to be looked at that way, we give them extra leeway into our organizations. That's why they are the ones that own the NAACP and a whole lot of these black organizations. They're the ones that started 
these black organizations, even Black Lives Matter is some white people. And these women, women organizations, we don't belong in their women's organizations fighting for the, what they arguing about they men with. Our whole situation is different. So we have to stick to what, what our people need, what our children need, and what, what's good for our future. Somewhere down the line, maybe they'll be okay. But right now, no. They don't belong with us. We got to take care of ourselves first. Clean okay. up the mess that they left for us. Sister yes, Colleen, uh, I think brother is trying to uh, reconnect with us. I think he's back on. Brother Danny, okay. are you are you with us? Brother Danny, are you with us? Let me ask him to unmute. So, you know, we, we always have to keep in mind the different levels of consciousness of our people. And we want to heighten that consciousness to the max, to the max. We have to, because we're in a desperate time right now. Our people are walking around letting people stick needles in them. You know, over and over and over and over again, these people have done some horrific stuff with our people. You know, people don't know, our people don't know that our children got autism because of them vaccines. You don't know that's why your baby got autism? You know? And we've been teaching this, but people don't want to listen to us because they believe that white people are the ones that know and got the right information and they're the ones that we should listen to. How are we going to bust that up, brothers and sisters? We got to bust that up. Exactly. So, you know. So the, can I share something with the, with the group? Please do, brother. Um, I spent 25 years in the military. Can you imagine all the shots I had to take? Now that I got out the military, I said, well, I'm not going to take any more shots. Mm. When I got deployed, I didn't go overseas. I took four series of the anthrax shot, four series. Mm. Wow. That's still in my body. Wow. Four series. So that's why I vowed when I got out, I'm not taking nothing. Mm. Right. Nothing. Yes, sir, brother. Let me tell you, if Sister Conley gets sick, I see y'all on the other side, okay? Because I ain't going to no doctor. I don't care what. Mm -hmm. I'm not going, I don't trust them and I'm not going to no doctor. If a law says that I it's time for me to check out, I'm checking out. Mm -hmm. But I, in the meantime, I'm exercising every day, I'm eating the mm -hmm. right food. I'm not putting no poison in my body. I'm just doing the best I can by Allah's permission mm -hmm. and trying to get better every day because I ain't perfect at it. But every day I try a little bit harder to, you know, to stick to my guns. We got how to eat to live. It's too many of us with all kinds of tubes up our nose, high blood mm -hmm. pressure, uh-uh, mm -mm. mm -hmm. But we have how to eat to live by the by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that came from God in person. Mm -hmm. That's what we believe. And we mm -hmm. believe in it is making it true for us because that's what we believe. And so we live according to our belief system and we're healthy, you know? Absolutely. I want to share, share this also. Yes, sir. With all the shots I have taken, I'm convinced that's why I have kidney disease right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay three right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Of that. Exactly. 
And most people don't know that. And that's the reason why we have to tell these stories. We have to. We have to, have to, have to tell all the stories of the effect that what these white people have done to us over such a long period of time, we have to tell these stories. That's why I said the book that I'm writing on the side, the audio book is Before I Say Goodbye. Before I say goodbye, you're going to hear what it is that I've been keeping inside of my soul. And that's for everybody. I opened up that door for everybody to get in that book and say, before I say goodbye, this is what I want to leave behind Mm -hmm. so that we do something. We're preparing for the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be an audio book, Sister Angela. It's an audio book, and it's not. I'm not. I'm not um, writing everything in a book. Everybody that we meet and we run across is going to be able have access to put whatever they want to say before you say goodbye. What would you like to say? What would you leave? Did somebody do something to you? Did somebody hurt you? Do you need to say I'm sorry to somebody? Do you need forgiveness? Do you have a poem? Do you have a song? Do you have a play? Do you have, what do you have? What do you have that you want to put there and put out there before you say goodbye? And we're going to make that an audio book. But we're going to work on that later on. We're going to do this. We're going to do some of the other brothers and sisters on this team's work. What they have, you know, what they're holding on to. And we're going to, you know, just stick together and try to work it out. Sister Tara has some real powerful stuff that she needs to get out too. And we're going to get it out there. And Brother Sultan also, you know, let me know that I got to get my my personal story out there. And he's absolutely right, because everything is cause and effect. And what we put out there is going to help our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, you know, by Allah's permission. Okay? Praise be to Allah. Sister Colleen, now, uh, Brother has rejoined us. Did you want to just kind of... share share with him uh because i know he messed or you know okay well you want to send him the the tape i was talking about brother danny i was talking about Mm -hmm. sticking to the issue you know it's it's long what i said i don't even remember how to say back what i said Mm -hmm. but he did um audio tape it for you and i do want you to hear i want you to hear clearly my position on it and like i said before brothers and sisters Sister Colleen is not locked solid. You know what I'm saying? If y'all have a better idea or you have another thought that's more powerful than Nikki has it all the time because she's very, very excellent thinker. And so, you know, when I say something this way and Nikki says, no, well, think it is mom, this, that, this, that, I will take a left turn or a right turn. I'm not not an absolute person that what I said, that's it, the end. But I'm giving y'all my heart and I'm giving you how I feel and what I want to articulate in this story. I do not want the story turned into another direction because it's very important that the message that we're putting out is very, very powerful. And it's for the betterment of our people, for us to be able to see. You know, I don't want to give no cushions to white people to say that they have um, some, some sense of sensitivity for us. Like they don't, they don't need a second and a third reason to kill us. They don't need that. They do it every single solitary day for absolutely nothing. They've done it for 400 years for absolutely nothing. 
all of the African countries that decided that they don't want to use the um, the vaccine, the leaders that told their countries that they killed all of those leaders, you know, because they want to vaccine, vaccinate all of us to have control over us. And that's what they're doing. They're implanting chips inside of us so that they can control it the same way when you turn off your phone and your phone goes, uh, oh, well, uh, you've been up, your phone been updated. Did you ask them to update your phone? You didn't ask them to update your phone, but they did it because they have control over that. And that's what they want to in, in, um, put inside of your body so that they have control over you. Even the enemies of us. I don't know if you all seen the lecture or the interview with Dr. Wesley and that brother was about Malcolm X. And that brother was disgusting beyond all imaginable belief. I believe that brother got uh, chipped. Now that's my belief, I could be wrong, but I believe that that brother was chipped and they controlling that brother because anybody would sense, would see that what he's doing is counterproductive to a black progress. It's very counterproductive and he wasn't listening. Brother, brother Dr. Wesley is meticulous. He's a master at research and he proves every single solitary word that comes out his mouth, he makes sure he's able to prove that. And that brother was not listening. He had a hearsay, oh, uh, Muhammad Ali's wife said this, she said that, he said, she said. He didn't have no proof of nothing other than somebody said. Dr. Wesley had proof, documented proof about what was going on. And if you care about black people, you're not gonna argue with documented proof with, oh, um, Muhammad Ali's wife said this, she lived in the house. Anybody, anybody who, who was around the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and mother Clara Muhammad at the time had to be sympathetic to the pain that mother Clara went through. We still sympathetic to that, but that don't mean that mother Tynetta was a bad person. And that's the way he painted it. You know, mother Tynetta and the rest of them were bad women. And that was just absolutely not the truth. And he was saying that, Muhammad Ali's wife was saying that and she lived with them so she knew. No, she had the heart of woman to woman. Am I right, Sister Tara, Tamara? Woman to woman. If you, if your best friend is complaining to you about how man did this, that, and the other thing, you gonna be on his case, right? You gonna be on her side. Oh, that no good Negro, this, that, this, that, this, that. Cause you feel the pain of your sister. And that's how we are. Sister Ann, you there? Yes, that's right. You're speaking right. truth. Yeah, bear witness with me because Sister Ann and I are very close. Let somebody do something to me. You want to get jacked up, Sister Ann is going to get you. <laughs> Trust and believe. I, I can mm. take it even a step further, ladies. I um, was not too long ago, well, it was a, a few months back in a relationship with a fellow and I decided I'm going to trust his word and what he said. But he, when I've stepped into something I've never stepped in before, and that was a married man, but he showed me his divorce papers. He told me that she was okay with it. And I said, then let me meet her. Because once I talk to the sister, and if I find out different, I'm gonna be on the sister's side. That's right. not fair. It is fair because I am my sister's keeper. Exactly. So I summoned her in the spirit. She located me, found me and talked to me. Her first thing is, why are you effing my man? I said, well, wait a minute, let's talk first. Cause you ain't got no business being mad at me. Have you thought about what he might have told me that I allow myself to believe and trust? 
Now, let me tell you what something. You didn't just locate me. I summoned you, my sister, because I wanted truth. I've been waiting for you to figure out how to contact me because I didn't know how to contact you versus what he's telling me. She wind up calling me back. I said, and I told her, I'm your, she said, can I keep your number? I said, yes, yes. And he calls me saying, why you didn't call me and tell me that you had a conversation with her? I said, why should I have to call you? Once I found out what I needed to find out, there was no more dealings with you. You lie. I am my sister's keeper, period. That's right. And she wanted to be our friends today. And as time, time goes on, sisters, you know, we have to look at this whole thing from another different angle. We're yes. going to get into that in my next play because I got it down back, trust and believe. Right. But anyway, um, so for now, that's a very good example, Sister Tamara. We thank you for sharing that information because that's the way it is. You know, the sisters are really, really, um, I mean, that's why Allah give us an opportunity to have, you know, four, five, six, seven, 10, 13 kids. We got to know which one got this, that, when we're, who needs this? Who needs that? Our brains is all over the place. It's expanded where men's focus is usually straightforward. They have a straightforward focus. When a woman's brain is like here, there, here, there, you got six kids, your brain is going, this one needs teeth, that one needs food, this one's allergic to that, that one needs this, this one needs that, this one's birthday's coming, this one, that's how women think. Their minds go all over every which way. So, you know, we have to learn how to, you know, help each other more and more as women. But we were taught to be each other's enemies instead of being each other's allies, mm -hmm. you know. But when you have somebody that you really love, like the love that I have for Sister Ann, you know, I have a tremendous love for Sister Ann. We fight all the time. I'm the troublemaker. We fight all the time. But I love her more than anybody, you know. I love her more than anybody. Let somebody do something to her. They gonna die. You understand what I'm saying? Straight up. You know what I'm mean? straight up. And I'm sure that she feels that way about me too. You know, and I get and I'm a pain in her last. <laughs> Not Jesse, she bearing witness. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's all right. You know, that's all right. That's all of how us we are sick. Be, you know? Yeah, we all of us are sick. Too. And the, the sickness is what causes the problem. And that's why I talk about Sister Tamara and how much I felt the pain in the character that she was playing. You know, I could feel all of that. Even Sister Tanya that was with us and she thought I was writing a story about her personal life. And it wasn't, you know? So anyway, I'm not gonna talk you all to death until nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> Anybody else wanna add something else on there? I think you covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> you can go, Sister Colleen. Uh, but that's, you, I mean, you're a teacher, and praise be to Allah, you know. So I thank Allah that uh, he put that on your spirit to share because uh, you covered a lot just based off of just the topic, just, you know, taken from what um, brother shared, you know what I mean? It just opened up a whole dialogue. So that was beautiful. Praise be to Allah. Praise be to Allah. Um well, that was what uh, the brother had. Um, like I said, uh, I'm going to send this recording to everyone. Mm -hmm. I think moving forward, what I've what I've noticed, and this is a few days since Colleen, uh, hopefully, 
we'll be able to um, talk a little bit after the meeting because I want to share a couple things with you. But I think moving forward, um, this has been really, to me, to me personally, this is the best meeting we've had so far. It really is. Because I think it's important that even with whatever it has brought that we're able to critique, we have something to move this forward. You right. understand what I'm saying? Right. Because just based off what you said, Sister Colleen, you wouldn't have never said that had that information not be present. Exactly. You understand what I'm exactly. saying? So that's what I feel we need to continue. Another yes. thing I think that let's not take these recordings or shares or things that we're sharing lightly. This stuff has to be incorporated. Yes. You understand yes. what I'm saying? And it should be revised every week. Yes. So once we decide, okay, we're going to go with this based off of our dialogue, based on what you got, what you got, then we can continue to keep producing the story. Yes. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what we have to do. So I wanted to ask everyone, I do got a software, a writing software that I found that I want to share. I don't know if I should give it to everybody because if you ain't a techie, so to speak, it'll probably lose you. So if we want to stick with a regular Word document, that's fine. Just making sure everybody can get Word, right? Right. Everybody can get Word? Okay, yeah, so yeah. Um, another thing, another thing, Sister Colleen, we need to designate somebody from the group to be able to reach everybody and not wait till Sunday or Saturday to be able to touch bases. So if you got an idea, and I'm just saying this because of the brother Dan reached out to me yesterday and me and that brother talked for about two going on three hours and he was just popping ideas. And I said, man, let me reach out to my brother Cliff. And I reached out to brother Cliff and that's when he sent me his information. You see what I'm saying? Praise but we can't me. wait to Sundays to collaborate sometimes. Right. Brother, okay. sister, you got time? What are you doing right now? Well, I got an idea. What do you think about this for the Sunday meeting? You understand what I'm saying? So we have to be mindful of people's time. You follow me? Mm -hmm. And we got to have an agenda where people can see that we're continuing to move forward. You understand? Because, I mean, it's real talk. People can get stagnant because they feel like we ain't going nowhere. We just got them talkers. Right. You see what I'm saying? So we got to keep moving with that. So moving forward, that's my opinion. I okay. ain't trying to heat nor hurt nobody's feelings. I'm just passionate, but I'm being real. Absolutely. You understand? I give my time and my energy because I believe in this. I believe it. I believe in it. All okay. right? Allah put it on my heart to assist you, not to do it for you, but to assist you. But I want you too to match my same energy that we got something to bring to the table every Sunday. And also, I was going to say before I'm going to leave this, it can't just be me now. We need somebody else to be able to contact. We got 31 members. Praise be to Allah, Sister Angela came on board with us today. But we got no, another but... 29 that's out there. They got something that can bring. We need to reach out to them people. And just like my brother Dan told me, <laughs> praise be to Allah, 
Back in the day, it wasn't no cell phone. It wasn't no text. Some people like human contact just to pick up the phone. So we got phone numbers of these members. Give them a call. How you doing? Are you going to make the meeting this Sunday? Please do, because, I mean, we're going to be, we got a lot to bring and we want to share. So if you can, please make sure that you're available for the meeting. You understand? So yes. that's just my point. That's what we have to, some of the things that we, we need to do moving forward. Okay, in view of some of the things that we said, Brother Clinton, um, I'm thinking, and I'm not sure yet, but I'm thinking that your character might be good at coming in the beginning, you know, in the beginning and not, not only in the beginning, but in the beginning and in the end, both times. I'm, I'm looking at that character saying, yeah, that character might need to drop that that dime in the beginning. And then you, you say that too, Nikki? We were talking about um, um, the cousin character. Oh, um, well, I was saying something about, you know, the, the dialogue may, you know, we might be able to shift it around a little bit because I think some of it may be something that might not be for like a first time phone call, but can be more in the, in the way of when he gets there and they have a conversation together. So if you're talking about doing the beginning and the end, you can have like, maybe you can have the phone call coming in before Diane comes in the door, like the mother's in the house, you know? Mm -hmm. And she got a call, her cousin is coming into town, okay? So that sets up the expectation that he's gonna show up later. Mm -hmm. And he might give a little hint of, you know, where his mind, said is that and I was thinking that you know her dialogue with him might be kind of like not really taking him seriously you know lord here he goes again with all of this you know black you know. power stuff <laughs> yeah like this is her cousin and she got affection for him and stuff that's why he's allowed to just invite himself to her house to stay but um you know she might not really be giving him because you know too much uh seriousness on what he's saying oh, okay you know because she's so far away from that consciously yeah. her consciousness is nowhere near that so you know i was thinking about that you know dialogue between them you know on her end she's just kind of brushing it off kind of not like not like insulting but like playful okay yeah right whatever you know um and then later on when he gets there you know you can we can integrate that deeper conversation and then, you know, he can have it with her, he can have it between the daughter, you know, things like that. So I think that's a really good character. And I think, you know, I like the idea of it, it coming in at the beginning, like maybe starting it out with this phone call. Mm -hmm. Hey, cousin, I'm coming into town. I just got off the army, you know. He's like, all right, you mm -hmm. know, come on. Oh, well, I got stuff to tell you. This white man, I'll complain about white people again, but you don't know, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then move on with the, the tale with the daughter, coming in, having the conflict with the mother, and then, you know, the daughter getting some background. And then instead of like ending it at that point where just the end of the um, story that the grandmother told, you know, it can like be fleshed out some more on the end with the cousin showing right. up and having some more, you know, um, some more avenues to resolve that issue you know among the family etc i like that i like that so the cousin is going to come in three times maybe in the beginning somewhere in the middle something something and then the powerful part on the end 
Sister Tamara, if you would, um, hopefully uh, we'll get uh, Brother Clinton's um, dialogue to you and you take a look at it and fuss with him about it a little bit, you know? Give him a little bit of hard time because you know you ain't for that. You want to be a white girl and he coming there with this black power stuff. And you were like, you know, you got on a blonde wig talking to him like, get out of here, you know, flicking your hair and stuff, you know? You know, so you take a look at it. it sounded like how... Diane. Here you come, sounding like Diane with all that education and stuff. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so and then we're going to try okay. to, you know, we're going to try to see where's the best place to put all these pieces in at. We're going to send all of everything that we have, we're going to send it to Sister Angela too, so she could take a look at it. And, uh, you know, she might help us to be able to sort it out. She might want to add some stuff in there herself, inshallah, inshallah, Sister Angela, <laughs> you know, because we all got something. That's, is she still here? I can't hear you, Brother Sultan. You got, you muted. You're muted. I think she, left. she did say she had something to do. Yeah, I oh, think she's, uh, I think she left, uh, left the meeting for right now. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't see mm -hmm. that. I missed that. Yes, Nikki, want to say one more thing? Oh, I want I I had to go outside to water my plants. So I I don't know if Sister Tamara had given her insight on uh what what was her visualization for that insert as far as the daughter like what's the daughter and the grandmother doing when the mother comes back inside? I don't know if she had like thoughts about how what, what she was thinking about. It. Did did you hear the question, Sister? Yeah, I did have my thoughts in my mind. I was thinking, oh, am I muted? Oh, no. No, we can hear you. Right. We can hear you. In my mind, when I was doing it, for some reason, I was thinking that. Huh? We can hear you. Go ahead. I, oh, oh, okay. Um, And again, in my mind, when I was writing this, what I was thinking, I, I was thinking that she had sat on the couch and she had like pulled her knees up to her and put her head down on her knees. You know what I'm saying? And talk, you know how we talk to a picture and we're just sitting there talking to the, you know, the picture because that's the habit of the family. Every time they walk by Nana, they talk to her. And so it is the, I didn't imagine her being asleep. So you see what I'm oh. saying? And so basically that's kind of like, I thought she was just sitting on the couch really just kind of distraught mm -hmm. about what she just experienced with her mom as her mom left. And she just started, you know, in her mind talking to um, Nana. And so, so that's what I that's what I was thinking. She was just sitting there. The conversation that Nana was giving her back. Attention to her at all. Just what was that last thing you said? Oh, I was just saying in my mind that um, she wasn't asleep. I didn't realize she was asleep. I just thought okay. that she was doing one of those looking at the yeah. picture and just kind of talking out loud, you know, contemplating about what everything just happened, you know, because they're so used to talking to Nana every time they walk by. So mm -hmm. I just saw it as a, this is her private time to be open without, you know, and because they're used to talking to her. Hey, Nana, Nana, you better, Mama, you better get her before I heard it. You know, they're used to her talking to her as if, mm -hmm. you know, it's a part of the family. So in my mind, after Mama left, it was her opportunity to talk to her Nana, your ancestors, you know, out loud, you know what I'm saying, type of a thing. But it was, you know, still in her mind, but she wasn't asleep. So when okay. mom comes back in, 
Mom ain't paying attention to her. She's sitting there, but that's why she just started talking to her. You know what I'm girl, you know, and just start telling her her situation, but she's not really paying attention to her at all. She's just talking and grab the money and then leaves. Okay. Well, and you so know, we didn't, the girl we... goes back into talking. And so that little section, because in her conversation with mom, she, with Nana, they were already talking about how she was already being accused of cheating. So when she comes in talking about they thought I was trying to cheat them. So then when mom leaves, she goes back into that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can understand now. You know what I'm saying? In her mind, she's still like, wow, that was random. But wow. I'm starting to really understand, you know, and she goes back into her conversation with grandma. And so grandma, okay. well, yes, because grandma's seeing everything in the spirit. So grandma's right. telling her, right. yes, sweetheart, it's sure that that's it. You know what I'm saying? And then she continues their conversation, you know, spiritually. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. I, I wanted to kind of get your, your ideas on that just because, I mean, she don't have to be sleeping. That was, right. you know, when we, um, when we, were trying to figure out like, you know, they talk to the picture all the time, but this time the picture's talking back to her. Right. So we was trying to, you know, conceptualize what is the situation that suddenly now she's getting answers and she's getting all this story. Cause she's alone. Cause she's alone. Cause she's finally alone with you, Dave, you know what I'm saying? She's alone. Well, you so. know, it's, it's really the time, you know, Nana is finally seeing what's going on, you know, and she comes mm. to her in a spiritual realm, really. Usually, if right, you, and if she's you, alone. Mama's gone. Mama's gone. She's alone in the house with her. Right, but she's even free. if you, you're even free if you, in your mind, mm -hmm. even if when you are uh, have a if you have a spiritual spiritual connection with somebody who's deceased, you have a spiritual connection with them. You're the only one that can hear them. Yep. You know, you're the only one that can hear them talking back and forth to you. You yep. know, even if other people are in the room, they're not going to hear that. You mm -hmm. hear, you hear it. So that's what's going on with with Nana and uh and and uh yeah Diane yeah and mom, that's what I, I and mean, Mama comes I, in and we yes. like you know she don't right? see nothing and hear nothing she just coming in because she upset about her experience coming to get the money and then want to blame it on the daughter and boom out right exactly now y'all gonna put that in right. Yeah, see, this yeah, ain't gonna be yeah. no words now. Make sure you document that. It's already that in, in, brother Sultan. We All ready. right, we just checking. It's there. We're just going over if she's gonna be sleep or not. Okay, right. praise exactly. be to we Allah. Coming into agreement over that. Okay. If anybody has any other, uh, you know, look at it from a different point of view, then we just like to hear the different points of view. You Good. know, because somebody got a, might have a better point of view than what we had. So you know. That's yes, why we, you know, we talking about it. Okay, we yes. good. We good, everybody. We good. I ain't <laughs> Sister Colleen, uh, uh, Sister Angela uh, just reached out through Messenger. She said she want to thank you for uh, the invitation to the group. And she's looking forward to how she could help. Okay. So, so I asked her, does she have an email that uh, she could provide that way you could send her over the script. So I'm waiting Please on the reply. And she's typing as we speak. Okay. okay, good. I will send her the script so immediately. Question. question. Hello? Yes, yes go sir, ahead, brother. Okay, so Sister Colleen, based on everything that we discussed today, next week will we have those various um, inserts that everybody could um, view? 
Uh, yes, definitely. That's what that's what our intention is to put in all of them insert. I mean, as many as we can, what we discussed, you still have to hear what our uh, our idea because you 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 had to uh, go away where you didn't hear everything. So you got to hear what we had to say about the um, some of the stuff that you put in there, some of your reasoning and stuff like that, and some of our reasoning for not particularly wanted to use that direction. You know that particular direction, okay. not this time. Maybe we might use some of that direction in another uh, a series. You know, because we're going to come to series. But you'll hear all of that, and what we all already are talking about is going to be in the script. Okay, so I want to just say, if you could put my information out, I'm available to talk to any and everybody during the week. If you have mm -hmm. ideas and you like to talk, collaborate before we meet again, I'm, I'm very open to that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Brother Danny. And thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. You know, uh, God is going to be very pleased with us in this work. Yes, you know, really. Because it's something that really, really, really needs to be done. And, you know, I'm praying that we all you know, put our best, 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 what we got in our soul out there. All right? I think everything was excellent and it's time to get it going. That's right. That's right, Sister Anne. Thank you, Praise Sister Anne. A lot of excellent ideas on, on you know, uh, the presentation of it. And it is, um, it's a life story. It's a life mm -hmm. story, you know. So um, we need to put it out there. Yes, yes. ma'am. Yeah, go it as well. Yes. Okay. A lot of people, a lot of our people, as um, uh, as Betty is the daughter, Betty does not believe a lot of the stuff. And so a lot of our people don't believe what's going on. You know, I have family and when... I'm discussing things about what is happening. Oh, you are always talking against white people. You know, I don't take it on. I don't let that bother me. Meanwhile, when my family, most of them went to England to do nursing. And when they went there, the white people treated them as though they were maids. They had to clean the, the uh, doctor's boots, all mm. kinds of stuff. They did not uh, give them what they came there to do at the beginning. They treated, mm. they do have to open the doors for them. They treated them bad. One, one of my cousins, she had, um, the janitor had already mopped. They wanted her to mop again. She said, but it just mopped. I mm. told you to mop. So she was, she didn't do it. She stood up there in the hallway with the mop and the bucket full of water. And the other sisters are telling her, oh, you are making us feel shame. Why don't you do it? Why you don't mop it? She said, I'm not doing it. She stood mm -hmm. up there from the morning until seven o'clock that evening. Mm -hmm. No meal, nothing for her. And she got so mad after. She couldn't take it no more. She just took the bucket of water and threw oh, it in, the, in mm -hmm. the lobby. And that was it, you know? Mm -hmm. So they used to punish them. They used to do a lot of stuff to, to them. And they went there for nursing and they were not treating them and giving them the tools as mm. what a nurse to do. Mm. You know, and she, this particular one, she went through a lot of those changes. But when I said, I don't worry about that, you know, I don't let that bother me. They're good white people. They, 
you know, I've been in the hospital and they treated me good, mm. you know. Hmm. So you they go through experiences at times or you tell them about your experience, yet still they don't see the picture. That's right. They sort of let, put a blind eye on it and that's what goes on, you know. For so real. The story Just must be told. Yes. Sister Tamara, I need to know what your Facebook page is. Sorry, Sister Ann. I wanted yeah, to get that before I forgot. Sorry about that. This is my this is what my picture looks like on the Facebook. Colleen, I sent you a friend request. I already okay. sent you a friend request. All right. All you I have to do it. is accept it. Okay, I didn't see it yet. So I was looking. I was just now looking for it. Yeah, I don't see. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, good. Good. Good, good, good. Thank you, girl. <laughs> Don't say nothing, though. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I got it. Got it. <laughs> I needed that. Thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. I need okay, to put this up before everybody go, uh, just to let everybody know that I have two books coming out, mm. poetry books. I have the rough draft in my position right now. Mm -hmm. I can look it over again and send it to my publishers in about two weeks to mm -hmm. be printed. So I'm going to make sure the people on here right now get a free copy of both of them. Oh, books. praise I be think to I Allah. Ordered it. Yes, I, didn't you have a pre-order? You had a pre-order on there, didn't you? Somebody ordered the book? Yeah, didn't, didn't you have a pre-order on, on your page one day? Yes, yes. I, I ordered it already. Oh, you did? Okay, okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I ordered that. Okay. So I'm inshallah, sure. you know, I'm looking I'm sure forward. You sign autograph copy of it. Yes, exactly. Sir. I, that's right. That's what I'm supposed to get. And I'm gonna buy mine too, brother. I <laughs> mean, you can you can send a free, but I'm gonna still purchase and support. Yeah, my we want to support you. Of yes, course. sir. Absolutely. Brother Danny. Yeah. Uh, can you pick uh, one of them platforms on my page? Which one's the best? Uh, to communicate with you? Huh? To, to what? To communicate with you? No, no. I, on my page, on my page, I put, I got some platforms, one through seven, and you got to pick one. Which one is the best to you? Oh, I don't. I, need, I can't. Where, where, where did you? Where's it posted at? It's on face my Facebook page, Sister Colleen Muhammad. Hmm. Oh. Okay, I guess I have to. I would have to go to your page, right? Yeah, go to my page and look at it. When you see the platforms, you're supposed to vote on one of them platforms for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, oh, that's what that's okay. it, family. I don't want to keep everybody too much longer. Y'all make sure. Last, last last thing, Sister Colleen. Y'all make sure y'all tune in tonight at six. Yeah, yes. the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's part two of Origina. It's called the trial. Um, and it's today at six o'clock. So the link is on is social unity Eastern night. Time? Uh, is that Mountain time? Standard Time. Mountain Standard Time. But you can check it out at any time, Sister Colleen. It's a recorded uh, podcast. Okay. Just click on the link and just uh, hit the play at your uh, leisure. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you for being available. Look up. Somebody just friend requests me. Look at that dapper down, sharp down man. Uh, <laughs> sharp yeah. man right there. Hey, he's fine too, girl. Look at him. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh-oh, brother. <laughs> 
Don't start none. It won't be none now. No, that's right. <laughs> All right. Take care, family. All right, y'all. All right, everybody. I'll salam alaikum. Take care. Well, alaikum salam. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.